Welcome to episode 103 of P's and Q's podcast. I'm Clay, and that's Joe. Say hi, Joe. What's up? What's he say? What's up? What's up, sisters? Uh, if you didn't know, that was not Joe. He actually has COVID-19. So on top of getting sick and then getting liver disease, now he has COVID-19. So I'm actually trying my best on this one. I'm doing a solo show. I ramble on a whole lot. There's some funny parts. I talk about Queen Elizabeth dying. I talk about the show Storage Wars, which was fucking popping. Um, dang, I don't remember all the stuff that I talk about. I'm sick. My whole family's sick. Lucia starts school. PTA moms. All sorts of stuff. So, <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll have Joe back next week. Uh, hit us up review let us know how we're doing let's talk tuesday questions all that good stuff we really appreciate it five stars on spotify and itunes all that good stuff uh p and q pod at gmail.com at official p's and q's is our instagram and if you want to check out our tiktok it's at clem which is kind of funny but other than that sit back relax and enjoy we'll do it live okay we'll do it live fuck it do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! This fucking thing sucks! <laughs> Guess I'm just gonna kinda. Oh, my fucking cunt. Oh, come on, man. My goddamn nicotine pouches took a little swim. I just went to open up. I quit chewing, and uh, I went to... <laughs> I got reserves, don't worry. But I quit chewing a while back, and now I just milk on these nicotine pouches. And they're killer. Um, but... There's this store that has a crazy deal, uh, and it's where I learned about them. Is they sell five of these things for one dollar a piece, but you so it's five for five, right? And uh, I mean, it's not like pouched nicotine can get way better or way worse, as opposed to like you know, some cigarettes are harsher than others, and like. Some chew is like different than like like long cut chew versus uh, fine cut. It's a lot different. You can taste the difference, and then they have flavors and everything. But the filter versus filterless. I've heard there's a you know actually I've heard that there's a difference between filter and filterless. But I've also heard that the filter cigarette was put on by Big tobacco, I guess is what you would call it, um, as a way to get people, because there was like a lot of like poor publicity, VS, the tobacco company, for having like, for cigarettes being unhealthy. And then they were like, oh, I got it. And they added this filter and it, but it doesn't work is what I'm getting at. Like the, the theory is that it just, it was, they were just like, just stuff some fucking cotton in the back. Like, just get them to think they're healthy. It's easy. So, 
Um, but as far as like nicotine pouches goes, um, like they're not like really dissimilar, right? So when you see five for five of anything, you get it. That's just that's a that's a rule. Five for five peaches, five for five apples, five for five whatever. It doesn't matter. All I'm saying is I found these things at this crazy, crazy deal up the street from me at the store. And uh, so I bought like, I don't know, like 40. I think 40 of them, they have 20 pouches a piece in them. But again, that's not that big of a deal. And long term, because the deal runs out every, it only runs for like a week, this five for five thing. The last time they did it, I got a bunch and I just ran out from the last time, which ended up perfectly for because they started the five for five back up. <laughs> what a life. What a fucking life. So anyways, I'm going to buy the pouches and this old lady goes, uh, She's like, I was like, well, I'll just get a can of the Zen. And those are actually expensive. They're like seven bucks a can. You're paying for the brand. Right. And she goes, well, how about five for five? And I was like, fuck yeah. And then she showed me these ones. They're called on whatever. That doesn't matter. I'm sure you guys don't want to hear me ramble on about like my nicotine addiction too long, much longer, but it's, there's a funny part of this story. So, uh, there's a bunch of different flavors. There's like mint, wintergreen, citrus, cinnamon, and then one of them is coffee. And so I'm like talking to her about it. And I was like, well, how are the coffee ones? And now let me paint a picture. This lady, she's very sweet, but she's, she actually looks like a bullfrog with glasses on. She looks like a big old bullfrog with short gray hair and glasses on. And she, re- she wears the reverse bandana, like Tupac style. Um, and I was like, Hmm, I wonder if the coffee ones are any good. And she bears her teeth at me, dude, she, she, she fucking shows me every single tooth in her mouth and then pulls the pouch out of her cheek with her tongue. And then starts chewing on it like a piece of gum. And she looks at me and she goes, it's my favorite flavor. And I was like, oh my God. A thousand percent could have gone my whole life. You could have just said it's good. Right? You could have, <laughs> you could have just looked at me and were like, the coffee's my favorite one. Oh, okay. I'll take your word for it. But no, you had to show me all of them. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, if you're listening to this now, like, Joe's got COVID. Uh, that guy can't catch a break, huh? Like, so I am doing this by myself, which, you know what? I'll make an intro at the beginning of the show and be like, hey, you're about to listen to me ramble for fucking... I'll keep it short and sweet for you, but like 40, 45 minutes. Um, but yeah, Joe just can't catch a break, dude. Gets sicker than a dog, like, the day after his kid's born. Or like a week after his kid's born, right? And I can relate to that. When Lucia was born, I got sicker than shit. Like a flu swept through my company like the bubonic plague. It was wild. Every single person got sick at my company. Like, And that was company-wide. 
stores were getting sick. So like the Seattle store got sicker than a dog. Then the Everett store got sicker than a dog. Like the whole entire, like 12 people per store, right? So it fucking sucks getting sick, especially when you have a newborn. You just feel like a piece of shit. Because you get like, when you have the flu, you don't want to be around. Like you really got to quarantine yourself, right? And then Joe's body responds to this sickness so poorly that his fucking liver shuts down, dude. Poor guy. Are you shitting me? And then he hits us up last night because him, so him, KJ, my wife, Allie, and I have a group text thread and it's dog shit. I don't pay any attention to it. Like I'll give a one word gypsy answer so coldly, like out of. I'll see I have 48 mixed texts, and I'm like, what the fuck? And at this point, I know what it is. It's that group chat. And everybody, like, knows that. Everybody everybody who has a phone has at least one group chat going, right? And at any given time, you can look at your phone. It's like 2.30 in the afternoon. You're like, oh, 61 mixed texts. Great. So anyways, like, they were planning on coming to my niece and nephew's um, birthday party this Saturday. And Joe was like... Well, I'm getting more shots and shit and tests done for my liver. Uh, but also, good news, just took a test and I got COVID. It's like, jeez, man. But maybe, you know, they say things come in threes. So maybe COVID, like, nowadays is luckily what he has. And that's the third thing. And then he can just kind of glide gently back to earth. Because he's just getting pumped right now, dude. <laughs> Fuck. What a bummer. And I, so, he's sicker than a dog. So, I'm recording this by myself, obviously, now. Um, and, like, two days ago, Bo, my son, he started getting a little stuffy nose guy, right? And, like, you know when you can... You can... Like, mark the second something happened. Like, I can mark the second that Bo got me sick. It happened at, like, 10.30. Wednesday, or Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday night, about 10.30. He was sleeping on the couch. He had a stuffed-up nose. He was acting a little... He was pretty hot. And then he got up, his eyes closed. There's hella snot coming out of his nose. He looked over at me. And then he just planted his snot face right on my face. And that's like direct, you know, if you touch a kid's snotty nose, you can like go wash your hands. But like if a kid just wipes his infection into your fucking orifice, ugh. Oh, my God. And so now, yeah, now I'm sick as hell. And it's wild, too, because it's not that bad, unless this is the beginning of it, in which I'm, like, so fucked. Oh, my God, I'm so fucked. But other than that, you know, should be good. If this is the worst of it, it's like sniffles and a little bit of a damp damp uh, roof of your mouth. You know when you... Maybe this is the beginning. Fuck. I don't know. We'll see. We will see, I guess. Um, no, but you know when you like get sick for the first time? At the very beginning, it's like the roof of the back of your mouth. And it just kind of goes up like 
in the meat below your nose just kind of feels like a sponge a little bit. And then, yeah, and then your eyes start to hurt and you get a little bit of a headache and then you feel the warm and fuzzies. And like, that's kind of the best part of the sickness when it's like, hmm, this is just kind of cozy. Once you have kids, you can kick that shit out the fucking door. Not a chance. When you have kids, you get sick. It just sucks because your kids are sick. Definitely they're the ones who got you sick without a doubt. Because once you get older, you start to like be smart about like washing your hands. Fucking past two years definitely makes you wash your hands. But there's only so much hand sanitizer you can give to a two-year-old before he picks something fucked up. Or three-year-old, excuse me, picks something fucked up or rubs his hand in something or sticks something in his mouth. Or Lucia starts, Jesus, how wild. Lucia starts school on Monday. (laughs) It's so crazy. It's so crazy to think about. But she's going to bring home all sorts of fucking sickness. All I have to look forward to is that for like the next, I would say, conservatively 10 years, both my kids are going to get sick one to two times a year from being at school and they're going to bring it to me. Just shove it right in my motherfucking eye. But luckily, once I get older, it's like, they're like, I need water. And I'm like, get it yourself. I am sick. But right now, this is a gauntlet. They don't care about you feeling sick. They don't give a shit. Because when they're sick, they're like little bouncy balls. Like, they'll cuddle maybe an extra hour in the morning before they're like, eh, I still got pent-up energy. Like, I don't feel great, but still want to play hide-and-seek for two hours. Fucking wild, man. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy. So, yesterday, I went to, uh, I brought Lucia, Alia to work. So she stayed at home with Bo, and I brought Lucia to her pre-K orientation where she met the other students, and, like, we get all the fucking paperwork and the calendars and all the shit. And it's just me. There's one other dad there. He was a cool guy. His name's Tom. Shout out, Tom, if you're listening to this. Um, But then it was just a bunch of other moms. And, like, they're, like, the serious like PTA moms. It seems like like one of them was like a legit PTA mom. And she was, I wanted to push her through a wall by the end of it. She was so annoying. God, I wish I would have got her name. Cause I would have fucking dropped it on this. Like it's hot. She was just this little woman and her kid went to this preschool two years ago and then did kindergarten there the next year. And then went on to first grade right up the road this year. And now her youngest kid, who Lucia really clicked with. So I'm really hoping there's no, like, validity to, like, playdates and shit. I I don't know if I can handle a playdate. Like, unless her husband's the coolest guy ever. But then I'd just feel bad for Allie. Because Allie would have to, like, deal with her. But she had been at this program for like three years now going on. She's going to be like six years. She's going to have tenure by the time she's fucking finished. But, you know, us and the other parents who are first timers were asking questions to Miss Gloria. Shout out Miss Gloria. She's the homie. Um, And uh, my nose probably sounds so nasally and gross. Um. Anyways, so people were, like, asking, like, well, what's, like, the procedure with pickup and, you know, 
is there any allergies we have to be aware of or whatever? Like, everyone's just asking random questions. And this little bitch was fucking answering the questions for the teacher. Like, before the teacher even had a chance, she'd be like, then we're going to get the signs out for when you pick up, you just stay in your car. It's really nice. And you're like, thank you, Mrs. Gloria. I can't remember if I said I wanted to shove her through a wall. I take that back. Okay. Like, there was a part of me for sure that was like, God, I would maybe give her a good hip bump, you know? Maybe just kind of, just kind of like act like it's an accident, but put all of your mass behind it, like hip to hip and just, you know, put her down on the ground, just right in the middle of one of her fucking answers. You're going to want your kids to have athletic shoes for when they go outside because it does get wet out. Boom. Boom. You're down. Didn't ask you the question because your name's not Miss Gloria. You're down. That's the end of that. That's the end of that. I don't give a fuck. Give me so money. <laughs> Dude. Mm, so money. There was a... Do you guys remember that show? It was called Storage Wars. Like the original Storage Wars. Because I know there's like a bunch of different... There's like Store Wars. Storage Wars Tampa. And you're like, oof. There's some questionable storage lockers getting broken into there, you know, and not to mention if you get something like if you're at Storage Wars Tampa and you get some like custom tailgate in one of the storages and then some other guy who who lost the storage sees you riding with that custom tailgate, they're going to fuck you up in Florida. They'll just stand their ground and shoot you right in the head. Get deer coming right for them. But um, the original Storage Wars, God damn! There was so there was there was like the white trash Vegas couple who coined the term "so money," and then there was like the eccentric guy who was like a like a Las Vegas like old man, slick black, like platinum blonde hair. He wore leather gloves every time, and he was dog shit at it. Every fucking storage locker that he he bid on and won never had jack shit in it. He would be like, I got this one. Because they all just get to, like, they open the gate. They can't go into the storage locker, but they can look at what's in it, like boxes and shit. But they can't go through the boxes. Those are the rules. Them's the rules. And so they would get, like, five minutes to look. And then there was the guy who was like, God, I think his name was Dave. And you're like, yep. He'd do that one. Yep. And then there was that uh, that big, fat, like, retired Las Vegas guy who had spiky blonde hair. And he wore a tank top and he had a goatee and buck teeth. I can close my eyes and see that fucking guy. And he was the guy who was a loose cannon. Like, you could see it during the bidding when somebody did some, like, bidding faux pas which I'm sure there were plenty of, he would just give like the, you know what, Dave, you can't be fucking around like that. This is bullshit. And then like walk off to his truck, not bid anymore, and just like eat the $50 fee or whatever it is to go do that like locker bidding. 
and just drive home and be like, I'm glad I didn't get that fucking locker. And then, but Dave, he was a boss. He would kick ass every time. And then the old man, he'd bid like $2,500 on one of these fucking things. And he'd be like, I know that that crate back there is an antique and blah, blah, blah. And then he fucking moves all the boxes after he spends a shitload of money on this fucking mystery storage. And there's like an old shoe trunk in the back that he was certain was an antique. And like on the inside is is like the tag and it's like 1994 like, piece of shit. It's like it's like Ikea furniture, you know, but it just kind of looks varnished. Dude, that guy got fucking raped every time he'd open up these and then he'd so he'd see one thing and he'd be like that's the thing i want and then it would never be the thing that he thought it was so he'd start rummaging through the boxes and be like you know like a fucking peachy binder with like the, the what was that uh house mansion shack tent right it was the one, it was that game we played back in elementary school. You'd find a peachy with like one of those in it and like some old shitty Walmart silverware. It was like the stuff that people didn't want to bring to their new house, but had like some, like they'd stick it in those storage lockers, move to a new house and be like, well, you know, if we ever get that vacation house out and fucking, you know, Tahoe. We'll just bring this stuff there and then we'll get new stuff later. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Forget about the storage locker. They're like, we're going to auction off this storage locker. They're like, fucking good riddance. You're going to have my son's stupid ass drawings that are in the fucking box. Um, and then there was, yeah, but uh, then there was the couple, which was funny. The couple were the funniest fucks because they owned a pawn shop. And they would load their their fucking their pawn shop up with all the stuff that they got from the storage containers, and like the guy, goddamn, what was his name? The saddest part about me doing this is I have fucking internet in front of me, but I don't feel good and I can't really reach it, so I'm just gonna go off memory. But the guy's name, I think it was Jared. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was Jared and his wife's name was um it was some it was like Sherry or something. Some it was like it was some name that you like like a person with this name smokes cigarettes in the shower in the morning. You know, Brandy, it was Brandy. Her name was fucking Brandy. So Brandy and Jared had the fucking pawn shop and Brandy was always up Jared's ass and Jared would always give these super wild overestimates. Like he thought he was, he drove a big, super lifted truck. He wore like the white Oakley straight ups. He had a bald head goatee, always wore like some way too big 501s and a tall T, you know, he was that guy. He was like Paul Wall's shitty cousin from Vegas. Like if Paul Wall was like, look how flossy I am. 
Oh, yeah, my bitch-ass cousin Jared who lives out in Vegas. Yeah, he's like a pawn shop guy or something like that. I don't really fuck with him. But Jared would go through these fuck Because they'd get these... So they would get... They would overbid on these storage lockers out of pride. So Dave was like the smart one. And he would just... He, he would interview before the storage thing would happen. And he'd be like... Yeah, I don't want this locker. I'm going to try and drag Jared into it for about 2600 though. And, like, as he walk away from the fucking interview, he'd, like, he'd be like, Oh, yeah, that's big money inside that thing. I am going to buy that. And he, then it would show Jared, and he'd be like, We're getting this fucking locker. <laughs> oh, my God. And Brandy would be like, you're overbidding on it, Jared. You're overbidding on it. And then they'd get it for like, you know, $2,500. And it'd be the same shit that the old man got. But like this time, like there was one I remember, there was a toolbox in it. And he goes, oh, fuck yeah. Those are, you know, snap on tools. Those are big. That's huge. Oh, I can't wait to like fuck with. I'm going to get all the shit out of there. And he spent a shitload of money on it. And it was like a bunch of fucking... Walmart Rayobi shit tools. Like it was just a bunch of shitty. It's like your grand. It was like your grandpa's tool like box that he would do repairs on the back deck with. It was like a corded drill and like a couple random wrenches, not even a full set. <laughs> he just was like, but he was going through it and he like picked up the drill. He's like, that's 400 bucks. You pick up the two wrenches, like 50 per these. <laughs> I know this is like 2009, but there's not a fucking chance someone's buying that corded drill for $400. <laughs> oh, man. That fucking show is so money. And actually, that's the thing. So money has stuck with me for like 15 years because of that show. Because they were going through it, and Brandy one time was just like, so much. Before they, he was, yeah, Jared was going through all this shit and doing, like, his his classic overestimation. And sometimes she, like, at the very beginning, it seemed like she fully believed him. And then as seasons went on, she, like, started to be like, this guy's full of shit. You know? So, like, in the first season, she's like, so money. And by the third season, she's like, Jared, we are in our fucking ass on this pawn shop. We're not making a fucking dime. <laughs> oh, man, it's wild. Now it's 2022. Fucking football season kicked off. Got a, I got a championship fantasy football team. Oh, also, okay. My uh, my football team's gonna win the league this year. I can just feel it in my plums. But um, I'm starting a fantasy hockey team, hockey league. There's two spots open. Reach out to us on the Gmail or on Instagram, or if you're willing, shoot us one on TikTok at Clem. But uh, the Gmail is p and q pod at gmail.com. If you want in on this, I think we just do like a $20 buy-in, nothing big. And if you're one of the people who win, so if two people who listen to the podcast join and fill those last two slots, and you're the one who wins, fucking pop on the pod, guest of honor, have a barbecue for you, really take care of you. 
But if you want in, yeah, hit us up. You know what? If you have anything that you think we should work on or uh, that you want to hear more of or less of, hit us up on those two. We do love, like, we love, like, reviews, you know? Critique. What is that called? Uh, adjustable critique or something like that? I don't know. I'm a little stoned right now, but... We, we love a criticism, constructive criticism. Um, yeah, we love shit like that, man. So send it in. Be like, hey, Clay. Hey, guys. Uh, been listening since day one. Never let Clay do a podcast by himself again. Love the fans. Feel free to send that in. Um, but, yeah, fucking think the... Uh, the old uh, Bill Dogs slapped around the championship uh, Rams. It was like 31 to 10, dude. I mean, we kind of saw that one coming. Josh Allen's a freak. And nothing against Matt Stafford. He's a boss, but he's older than hell. I'm really happy that he got a Super Bowl. There's a handful of dudes on the Rams that I was like, good for them. They got their Super Bowl. It's just like you think about how many great players in sports there are that don't end up getting a championship. God, that's got to be tough. Ken Griffey Jr. didn't win a World Series. Isn't that fucking crazy? Like anybody in any state in America or any baseball fan up in Canada or just anybody who follows baseball, even relatively casually, knows who Ken Griffey Jr. is. Never won a fucking World Series. Ichiro never won a World Series. Michael Jordan won a couple World Series. But, um, yeah, got got football coming up, which is so cracking. Like, and hockey, so speaking of cracking, hockey's right around the corner, which is fucking so goddamn popping. I'm so excited. But I'm just excited for, like, fall to kick in. Like, it's starting to get colder out again. It's so nice. I... Love being fucking cozy. Wearing socks inside on the couch with some sweatpants on. Let me paint a picture for you, okay? It's Sunday. Close your eyes. Unless you're driving. Don't close your eyes. Pull over. Close your eyes. Everyone's eyes are closed. Great. It's Sunday morning. You just woke up. It's 47 degrees out, but it's crisp as hell. The leaves are changing colors. You can open up the door, breathe, see your breath. You get a coffee going. 10 a.m. rolls around. Football starts. Maybe you have a nice breakfast. Maybe you have some, just not even a nice breakfast. Maybe some eggs and some toast cares if you're a drinker you start fucking maybe you have one or two beers during the game if your team's playing you're having 15 16 beers i mean you're absolutely annihilated by 115 but who gives a shit it's sunday it's beautiful fall weather's kicked in no judgment here maybe uh maybe you got plans a little bit later Maybe 
you're working on some some sort of long term meal that takes place at for dinner, but you got to start it at like noon. Oh man, man, that sounds nice right now. I'm just ready, and, and you're wearing you're wearing you're wearing your nicest your your favorite sweats, some nice socks, maybe even a hoodie, and you're just kick back, lay back, minding your business. You're hyped because la- yesterday you went to the pumpkin patch. Maybe someone made you some ginger snaps. It fucking oh, it's killer. All you got to do here's the thing: is everybody talks shit about the weather we get here in Seattle. All you got to do. Is make it the three months after New Year's. That's not that long. Because all the shit up to that. Our weather is fucking dank. Like it rains for a while. Yeah sure. This spring was fucked. A little bit into summer too. Which was weak. But. Like. All things considered. Man we get some cool weather here. Except for you know. There are days though. When it like when I'm working. And uh, it's hella sunny, but it's like 37 degrees. But it feels like it's 86 in your car. And then you roll your windows down to cool down. But then like the the coolness sucks all the heat out of the fucking car super quickly. And you're like, fuck, now it's too cold. So you roll the windows back up. Oh, yeah, by the way, open your eyes. It's over. Fall, fall kicks ass. Everyone knows that. But, you know. P's and Q's podcast is brought to you by Queen Elizabeth dying. At the ripe bold age of 92. Does anyone even really give a shit about that? Is that like a thing? Is it good? I guess what? Because I don't pay attention to anything like that. You know? That doesn't make any sense to me. Cause they're not like government, right? The royal family isn't like they don't have they can't call shots. You know? Like the Kardashians can't call shots. They're like the richest family in America versus the richest family in the UK. And every like when Princess Diana died, I don't even know why people like I understand I guess she was like a super nice person. So when she died it kinda sucked. But like did Queen Elizabeth really ever look like super happy or like super nice? Like, is there somebody like, is there, is there like an archive of pictures where she's like fucking throwing ragers or like shit house at a ping pong tournament? Like what, what is she all about? I guess is what I'm getting after. And, and do people actually give a shit? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, I, I don't know if I can like, I mean, it's sad that a person died, but like a ton of people die, right? So unless, maybe I'm wrong though. This, this would be where maybe I like put in the effort to like Google search. Oh, but maybe I don't have the internet. Queen. Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. 1952. September 8th. 
her reign was 70 years long. Like, that's way too long. That's way too long, right? So... And now King Charles. Queen Elizabeth dies. What can we expect from King Charles? King Charles' ascension to the throne is likely to bring little change to the United Kingdom. Yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> they, they write that as if Queen Elizabeth in the throne mattered. Like... Do you remember a couple years ago, the royal wedding? People were freaking, people were like live streaming that. I don't get it. But well, let's see here. Queen Elizabeth II. I'll just write accomplishments. Okay. Yeah, this picture of her that just pulled up. Queen Elizabeth's most notable accomplishments. Then it's just a picture of her face wearing this. She looks mean as fuck. <laughs> Jesus. She looks like the grandma you don't want to have. Um, soft power. She inherited in 1952. Extremely dose actual power. And a, the crown underwent a transformation into a figurehead position. Simply doesn't have much power. That doesn't mean she wasn't important. She performed necessary legal functions simply by existing. So that's nothing. That doesn't count. Accomplishments, achievements, subtle executive orders. Like, there's nothing notable. Okay, so she still didn't do anything. When World War II broke out, she was only 13 years old. Uh, when Buckingham Palace was bombed during the Blitz in 1940, her father, King George VI, and his wife, Elizabeth, <coughs> remained there in solidarity with the rest of the population. Support drag, felt a keen sense of duty. According to Biography, she wanted to enlist as soon as she became of age in 1944. Her royal family couldn't allow... The the heir to the throne to be put in danger. And she kept pushing in 1940. She was 19. <clears throat> given permission at 19 to join the military. Uh, women's Auxiliary Territory Service. She's an auto mechanic. That's that's pretty, that's pretty badass. Okay. So she was an auto mechanic for the British uh, Army. It wasn't a combat role. Didn't come... Oh, it wasn't a combat role, but it didn't, it came with risks. At least 335 members of the ATS were killed during the war. So that's cool. The stability she brought might not seem like a big deal. See, they just like, okay, listen to this sentence. It might not seem like a big deal, but one of Queen Elizabeth's biggest achievements was simply being a stable, predictable monarch. Prior to her ascension, there had been a period of uncertainty. So, leading the sentence with, it might not seem like a big deal, is kind of like when somebody's like, I don't mean to be racist, but you know that the next shit coming out of their mouth is about to be the most racist shit. So, when you say, it might not seem like a big deal, 
we I already know before I even finish the fucking sentence, it's not going to be a big deal. And one of her greatest achievements. So in a 70 year era, one of her greatest achievements was simply existing. That's that's not good enough for me. That and, and uh, wasn't there one of the, one of them? We'll get into that. One of them was like chilling with fucking Epstein, right? Am I wrong? This reports for a period, and she had nothing to do. Can be seen as crucial. That's not a fucking thing. Like this is such a long. This is such a long article for fucking nothing. As noted in Vanity Fair, Jen truly saved. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's fucking boring as hell. That's fucking boring as all get out. But long story short, she was she she enlisted in World War II, was a mechanic. That's pretty hard. But like other than that, in 70 years, you know, she probably saw some real fucked up shit happen. And she just she just swept it on the rug. And then there was all that shit with. What was her fucking... Because there's George, right? Uh, Queen Elizabeth. We're going to go back to her Wikipedia. So there's George. And then Prince Andrew of... Duke of York. Annie, the royal princess. Prince Edward, Oral of Wessex. Wasn't... Oh, and her grandchildren, Prince Harry. Right, there was all that shit with Harry and his wife. What? His wife is some lady. Some lady. Let's see here. Meghan Markle. Like, and why do people care, dude? Why do people fucking care? Will Meghan Markle's royal title change in the wake of the Queen's death? Who fucking gives a shit? So this is just like a long bloodline of people who are just born into the most money. That's cool. Whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Right? Let's fight the power, guys. Um. Yeah. But I... I don't know. I don't remember what I was saying. Fuck it. Who cares, dude? Um, you ever think it's funny of the last stuff you looked up when you like pull up your your uh, internet to like check something? The last thing I looked up was a Makita shop vac, and it's a slick little unit, but it's two sixty nine. Not getting it. Either way, um. I was going to look up, oh, I was going to check the Gmail and see if we had any, um, let's talk Tuesdays. 
I'm sure Joe will come loaded up next week with some Let's Talk Tuesdays, and I know that I got a couple. Um, oh, and we'll get those two from last week out of the way, too. That'll be great. Oh, oh that is one thing that I wanted to talk about. I watched the Woodstock 99 documentary. You have to watch it. It's so fucking funny. It's pretty wild. I mean, a lot of the stuff that happened there wasn't funny. And there's one thing that happened that was truly not funny. It was actually tragic. But um, here's the thing is that the guy. So Woodstock happened in 1969. And even that was like a fucking mess, right? Um, and the guy who put it on, what's his name? Woodstock guy. I'm going to look up Woodstock guy. Yeah, that's his name. Michael Lang. He was like, he, <laughs> he didn't do a good job with the first Woodstock. Most, most like the bands who went there, like didn't get paid. The fucking shit collapsed hella quickly. The National Guard had to bring food into them. Like, it was not a good thing, but as far as the music goes and, like, what it was all about, was I would have been at Woodstock in 69 had I been around then. Fuck yeah. But he basically, like, comes forward in 1999 and meets up with this guy, and he's like, we should do another Woodstock. So the guy who owned the farm in Woodstock where it originally was, was like, eh, not going to happen. But there was like an old abandoned airplane hangar right down the street. And that's where they ended up doing it. And the lineup was so fucking, it was just wild. Woodstock 99 lineup. But, (laughs) yeah, dude. Yeah, it's called Peace, Love, and Rage. Um, but the, the thing got way out of hand and they ended up basically demol the, the fans who went in ended up demolishing the entire, cause it was too hot. There was no water anymore. They, so they were selling, everything was like capitalized, right? Cause that's the way festivals are nowadays. And it's not like Woodstock 69, it was Woodstock 99. I mean, if you've been to a festival, you know, exactly what to expect, you know, a fucking beer for $16. They were selling water in 1999 at Woodstock when it was 101 degrees outside for $14 in 1999. And they were like, well, don't come to a festival without money. Are you shitting me? So all the people ran out of their own supplies in like the first night. They just got, because they had the actual bands come out. But at when the bands finished at like midnight at the main stage, there was a fucking techno den and people would just fucking eat ecstasy and acid and shit and just get all wound up and go all fucking night. Fat boy slim was there, but, uh, listen to this DMX limp biscuit, corn, red, hot chili peppers, Alanis Morissette, kid rock, Metallica, Creed, 
Well, why wouldn't they just say the whole thing? Uh, God dang it. Man, the vendors probably made so much goddamn money. Cheryl Crow. Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. Jamiroquai. James Brown started the show off. I forgot about that. James Brown. So, anyways, they ran out of water. And so there was, like, these little water, like, sinks that were for people to, like, wash their hands with. But people ended up, like, washing their bodies and drinking the water, even though everyone was like, I wouldn't drink that water. And they ended up raging. And on the third day, they broke like the main water pipe. So it was just shooting water everywhere outside the porta potties. And then it contaminated the whole system. And one of the gals that they're interviewing, well, I said that like a fucking Australian person interviewing, uh, she woke up like on the, the very last day or whatever. And uh, she got something called trench mouth. And it's where you get blisters all over the inside of your mouth from getting fecal matter inside of it. Yuck. And then so on the fourth day, everyone has fucking had it. All of the people who are there are like pissed. All the food is overpriced. All the water is overpriced. It's 101 degrees outside. And MTV has like this huge presence there, right? Because it's the biggest concert happening in 1999. Y2K is like going to happen this winter. So people are really, really getting after it. And uh, on the fourth day, somebody leaks this information that so the Red Hot Chili Peppers were the last band to play. They closed it out. Right. And there was supposed to be a surprise act at the end of it. And like some people thought it was Michael Jackson. Some people thought it was going to be Prince. Like there was so much speculation as to who was going to be the surprise act actor after Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? And at this point, like they're walking a very fine line with these people going home dissatisfied and not destroying the place or all anarchy breaking loose. And at the very end, like Red Hot Chili Peppers finish and everyone's going absolutely fucking ape shit. And Anthony Kiedis leaves the stage and like one of the guys goes up and was like, you got to calm him down. And Anthony Kiedis is like, there's nothing that I can fucking do about this. And that was when like the fire started because instead of there being a surprise guest, they just started playing Jimi Hendrix national anthem on the big screen from Woodstock 69. <laughs> what a bad move what a bad bad move um so they all end up like they were having like a a tribute with candles because that was right after columbine happened and everyone and the people who were putting on the concert were like who the fuck gave them all these candles well the guy what's his name homeboy michael uh just said his name promoters that's his name promoters michael lang that's right michael lang so michael lang and his partner john shear 
are handing out candles to people for them to light on fire. And then that's when these fucking gigantic, they lit that whole entire fucking venue on fire. They were taking, they like trampled over a bunch of the audio towers. The MTV people had to be like emergency evacuated out of the fucking, they're like, this is getting out of hand. And boy, oh boy, did it. Because when everything got done and everything was all said and they're like, that got a little out of hand, right? That got a little wild. Some lady called and was like, my 14-year-old daughter was raped at Woodstock. And that's when all hell really breaks loose, like as a publicity thing. But also, like as a parent in 1999, I don't think Woods, like I would look at, if I was a parent and I had a 14-year-old in 1999, I would look at that, that lineup and be like, there is, absolutely no way you're not going to this without me and i'm gonna be attached to your fucking hip but somebody let their kid go and shit the fucking worst thing besides murder some could even argue is worse than murder uh happens to this poor fucking girl and then at the end of it they're like so yeah at the end of the documentary they were just like so yeah woodstock wasn't necessarily a success and then they have the audacity to ask Michael Lang. They're like, so are you thinking about maybe putting on another one? He's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about it. Who knows? You're like, uh, raise my hand. I know. You're fucking definitely shit. You're 0 for 2 in music festivals, friend. Sorry to tell you. you you're not good at this. Fuck. I wonder where that guy got all his money. Because that, there's no way that that guy... Like, because in Woodstock 69, all that was is he was like 19 or 20 years old when he put that on. And he was born in 1944. So, oh man, what's the math on that? What would you do, 44 plus 69? No, you go 69 minus 44, right? 69 minus 44, 25. So he's 25 years old. Still, like 25 years old, you just basically were just like, fucking, I can fucking throw a party at 25 with unlimited resources. Fuck yeah. How rich is Michael Lang? Net worth 10 million. Damn. I gotta sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Whew. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but he was he was just he was not good at like he was a dope promoter. He was very good at promoting because he got a million people to fucking to Woodstock, New York, in the middle of the summer. So yeah, good job promoting, but like he definitely shouldn't be the guy who is in charge of shit. What the fuck? And his partner in the Woodstock 99, this guy was the worst person. Even after the fucking, they find out that the girl got raped, he was like, well, you know, I, I don't know uh, if if that actually even happened. And it was like, whoa, 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 it got proven, dude. <laughs> like the whole time they're doing press conferences in between each day. 
And it was getting like a little worse and a little worse. Like the first day they were like, so how'd everyone handle the heat? Because it was super fucking hot and they were on a tarmac. And he goes, uh, I think there was one person who suffered heat stroke. But other than that, uh, everyone's having a great time. Everyone's having a lot of fun. Meanwhile, there's like 75 teenage kids who are just dying of heat exhaustion. And then the second day, like shit was getting thrown on stage. And, they, and his like thing was like, there was a couple knuckleheads who were getting a little out of line, you know, too much fun, too much drinks. Everybody else is giving me extremely positive feedback. Everyone's having a great time. And then on the third day, like it was clearly like completely off the rails. And he was like, he was the best question dodger of all time. You got to watch it. I wouldn't even do it justice, like how well he did this. And then at the very end of the documentary, they're talking to him and they're like, so, you know, it didn't go well. Fucking 14 year old girl got raped. That was pretty shitty. And he was like, well, I don't know if that actually happened. I mean, who's to know? You're like, fuck you. So you're that guy. All right. Good for you. Piece of shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm starting to feel fucking really gross. So I think what I'm going to do is we're going to wrap it up with some let's talk Tuesdays brought to you by COVID-19. Um, so I got three Let's Talk Tuesdays, um, because I'm going to save, so I have six total, but I'm only going to do three, and I'm going to save some for next week for with Joe. So from last week, we had Let's Talk Tuesday, you get to join ISIS or be a POW, harsh, I know, love the show, Kelly Blues, um, Here's the thing, is that my tolerance for pain, I think, is like, it's decent, you know? Like, I can bang my thumb with a hammer and be like, fuck, that really sucked. But if someone's like pulling my fingernails out, or like, you know, like, sewed my eyelids shut while listening to like rage music and getting water dumped on me every 30 seconds... Man, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. How, like, what are the rules of a POW camp? Is their whole thing like we're gonna torture you till you say something, or until you die? It's like, well, why not just like, man, you could be a POW and try and kill yourself, I guess. But I don't know if they even give you that option. I think they lock you in a cage. I know, <laughs> I know, our POWs aren't in good shape. Uh. And then I read I read like a, a short story about this guy who was a POW in Vietnam, and they absolutely fucking tortured this guy. I mean, I don't want to get into the deep nitty gritty of it, but it did not sound like a nice time. But then on then again, like ISIS is like pretty sick. <laughs> oh, I I mean, like they do like some pretty fucked up shit, but. Like, at the end of the day, if you simplify it, like, the question should be, would you rather get tortured to death or, like, kill a bunch of innocent people? And my moral compass says just, like, you know, take one for the team and get tortured to death. But, like, I don't really like the idea of it, you know? So, you know you know what? I'm going to go against the grain on this one. I'm going to say join ISIS. Ah, God damn it. 
No, god damn it. I'll be a POW. Fucking fuck. Because ISIS kills American soldiers. God damn it. God fucking damn it. Yeah, I'll be a POW. Fuck. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. I'm going to spend every day trying to kill myself. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. Um. Okay, next Let's Talk Tuesday. You get to go back in time for 10 minutes exactly. What do you do? And this is from The Feds Be Watching. Thank you, sir. Um, that's a good question because, like, if you only had one shot to go back in time and it was for only 10 minutes, if you waste this answer on some bullshit, like, I would want to go and see, you know, a historical thing. Like, if, if your answer is like, I'd want to go back and watch... Uh, Jimi Hendrix play the national anthem at Woodstock 99, man. And you're a fucking, you're a loser. How's that sound? You take that opportunity, you go back, back in time to make some money, right? Big time make some money. I'm assuming you can pick the place that you get dropped off. So, you get... Well, this is now. See, God damn it, that would be very difficult. Um, fuck. How do you get the money back there? My idea is you go back there and you. Oh well, actually, okay. Here it is. So I would go back in time, and currency was still the same then. So when, because like if you went back to the fifties and tried to bet some sort of big thing or like start a, a savings account, like you can't bring a bunch of 2020 $50 bills or hundred dollar bills. Um, because they'll be like, what the fuck is this monopoly money? Um, so you, you'd have like, if you wanted to try and make money, you'd have to go back in in time to a point where you can take it, right? Um, and that's not right. Super Bowl. Yeah, that was it. Who? There we go. Yeah, so what you do is you take game notes, right? You go back in time to February 5th, 2017 to a gambling bookie. You go back with the most amount of money that you can have. So let's say you can take out a loan for 10 grand or something like that. You get cash, right? You get cash. Oh, fuck, you only get 10 minutes. God damn it. This is blowing up in my face. God, fuck. I wonder if you can bring... Dang it, how would you do this? Uh, This is where you'd have to trust it. So you'd have to... 
you'd have to go because I think you could gamble over. You could gamble on the internet back then. I'm almost positive you can. Yeah, you could gamble on the internet back then. So you'd go back in time to a Starbucks. No, it has. You could go back in time to a public library. You and it has to be in like Las Vegas or Pennsylvania or somewhere where gambling is legal. And then you start an account. You open an account. Basically, what I'm getting at is you fucking take the money back there. And with like four minutes left in the half, you take that money and you say, because they were up 28 to three, the Falcons were up 28 to three. And you say, I bet that the Patriots will win this game and parlay it on exact score 34 to 28. That'd be like, plus 25,000 odds times $10,000. And then you take that money and put it into a savings account for this. I'm going to want a half an hour. I've, I've already, I've parlayed it. The new rule is instead of 10 minutes, you get a half an hour. So if I can go back in time for a half an hour, that's what I do. If I could go back in time for 10 minutes, um, Man, then I guess you just go back and see something fucking cool. <laughs> God damn it. Um, actually, maybe you go. Oh, there you go. That's how you become a millionaire. You go back in time with, you know, like 50 grand. You go to right where Bill Gates. So your time machine lands you next to Bill Gates. You go. This is my mom's mailing address. Uh, I want you to take this money and invest it into Microsoft. I want to be one of the original investors. And he'd be like, oh, wow, what a great idea. You're, you're a real great person. And you're like, all right, peace out, Bill. Have fun chilling with Epstein, you fucking creep. Um. And then when you come back, you have generational money. So you don't even have to worry about you personally have that money. Like, And for me, it wouldn't be my mom. Sorry. Sorry, mom. I'd give to like, hmm. I'd give it to my brother. He would, No, he's fucking, he'd spend it all on fucking fishing equipment. Fuck that. Um, go back in time. Oh, you give her grandma's number. Easy. I just give her all of grandma's information. And yeah, now you have generational money, so you come back to a super rich-ass family. That'd be sick as fuck. Yeah, that's what i do with the 10 minutes. If I had a half hour, I'd just gamble. But 10 minutes, you go meet, meet Bill and get after it. Okay, and then this one is from a guy named Doug Minch. And before I say this, Doug, you're a real piece of shit. I appreciate you listening to to the show, and I'm glad I've never met you. Because the next Let's Talk Tuesday is the filthiest one that we've ever gotten. And remember, if you have a Let's Talk Tuesday, send it to the email, pnqpod at gmail.com, or write us in at uh, the Instagram, official P's and Q's. Uh, 
Hit me up on TikTok at Clem. But uh, the question is, let's talk Tuesday. Getting greasy with it. Like that. I liked that part. You open up a computer. There's two files. And you can't shut the computer until you've watched one completely. The first video is of your mom and dad conceiving you. It's professionally shot. Fuck you, gross dude. Doug, you piece of shit. Or the second one. It's of your wife or significant other. And I do like the fact that he said significant other because that means that he is sending this to us knowing that Joe and I both have wives. But also to the audience because he knows that this is an audience engaged thing. I wonder how many people listen to Let's Talk Tuesdays and have their own answers. That'd be interesting. Reach out to us in those reviews I was talking about earlier. Reach out to us. Be like, oh, I get up in that ass all the time about the Let's Talk Tuesdays. I'm screaming at the radio and I'm listening on my drive into work. So watch your parents conceive you professionally shot or watch your wife or significant other on video cheat on you. That is absolutely brutal. Oh, and he says, thanks. Long time listener. Thanks, Doug. Thanks a lot. Thanks for nothing, dude. Fucking terrible question. If I had to pick one, like, here's the thing, is that I would, I would definitely go with the one of Allie getting plowed, but that's just because Allie is smoking hot. So, I mean, it would be devastating to watch, but if you've seen my parents, there's not a chance in fucking hell. I want to see them. I, even if they were great looking people, I still wouldn't want to see them conceiving me. Hmm. Actually, maybe if you got real, real stoned, maybe it'd be like a spiritual moment when you watch your dad bust inside your mom and you're like, man, that was the beginning. That was the beginning of my journey right there. Huh? See, that's how it happens. You work these things out. You work them and you mold them and you get them to right where they need to be. And then you have an epiphany. If I had those two options, Doug, I would watch my parents conceive me. And I'd watch... I mean, I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't watch with my pants around my ankles, but... It'd be like an in-and-out watch. You know? It'd be kind of like when you're surfing the internet or, or checking out TikToks while you got a show on in the background. That's what it'd be more like. For either case, really. I Because I'm not going to intently watch... Allie get plowed, assuming by somebody much better looking than me, without a doubt. Oh, man, that would be fucking just absolutely tough. Oh, man. Oof. The thought of that actually makes me a little sick, like to my stomach. Not sick to my nose like I have, like a, it felt nauseous. Ooh, 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 I don't like that. Yeah, I'd watch my parents fuck. Gross. Um... But that's all I got. I'm sorry that this happened. I'm sorry that you guys... I hope you listened to this whole thing. Maybe I fucking rambled on way, way too long. I don't know. 
Um, but I appreciate you guys sticking it out. We'll have Joe back in studio next week. We got the documentary going. I'll start giving flashes of that to drop on Instagram. And uh, I've been writing like a loon these stand-up bits I got for my first open mic. So uh, sit back and get ready for that because it's coming. It's coming in hot. I can tell you that right now, brother. Um, but I think this is where I'm going to say goodbye. And I love you guys.